toilet. Here we go. Bun. Hey! And then guess what? It's Pac-Mons! The Pac-Mons! Waka 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 Pac-Mons. Drink your doctor. No. Ridiculous. Alright, Milton, that's enough of you. Thanks for introducing us, Milton. Now, this is We Talk Games Arcade Weekly, the arcade weekly review show of arcade games for the band We Talk Games. Or band, you know. We do the rock and roll. I'm talking to you, Chris, not Milton. Brain fart. Yeah. And we go around to all the arcades and we find games to play. And of course, for Pack Month, we only find Pack Month related games, games in the, in the spirit. In the old God, Bob, no. Michael, drugs haven't kicked in, so I couldn't think of an adjective or a noun or something. You got a maze? We'll play it. Yeah. I like mazes. Mm-hmm. But of course, we're not going to talk about Pac-Man or Professor Pac-Man. Well, we might. Who knows? Uh, we did talk about Pac-Land. Pac-Pac-Month. Big month of Pacs. You ever go to that Pacs? Yeah, I've been to a few of those. <laughs> not enough Not enough Pacs at the Pacs, to be ever really mm-hmm. honest. You'd think they'd have Pac-Man Battle Royale, but they don't. And we'll yeah, talk about Pac-Man, that a little. Pac-Man uh, Rally, or any Pac-Man, really. Yeah. Sometimes you get somebody dressed as a Pac-Man, but they got their head sticking out. It's very lazy, very yeah. lazy. Horrible. Horrible. full enclosure, Pac-Man. I gotta, I gotta, you're breaking the immersion here. Yeah, don't make it happen. And what, what about your dots? Where are they to chase around? There are no dots. Mm. We are all out of dots. Today, we're going to talk about a genre jumper. That's trademarked. Genre jumper. Genre jumper. <laughs> anyway, toilet. Toilet. Yeah, toilet. Toilet. That's right. Thanks, Milton. Get out of here, will you? Hey, we're going to talk about genre jumper. We're going to talk about Oopa Oopa. Oopa Oopa, little Oopa Oopa. He's so cute. Also known as Fantasy Zone the Maze. And a lot of things I'll be talking about will be Fantasy Zone And then, of course, we'll talk about Maze version of Fantasy Zone. Is this thing on? Yeah. Okay, good. good. Okay, good. What's the, what's the, what's my mouse pad's name with the girl with the big boobs? Uh, I believe that's Yoko from uh, Gurlagon. I forgot her last name. I think that's who it is, too. She got Yoko the skull. Yoko McBooberson. Yeah, she's got the skull on her head. Yep, that's I'm her. feel those up with my wrist a little bit. Ah! My iPad just fell. Just nestle it right in there. I'm glad uh, this is my comeback special, so I'm on a comeback stage. It's great to be back. Thank you, everybody. Welcome to Pack Month. A pack month! Waka 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 wa
Waka, 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 waka. Pack month. Uh, let's talk with, let's start, start with a little bit of making mechanics. I know what I'm doing. Oopa Oopa Fantasy Zone, the maze. This is, of course, going to be taking Fantasy Zone into the maze genre, or genre jumping, as we like to call it here on We Talk Games. So we got to start in 1980, of course, with Pac-Man. That's where we normally start. Unless we're talking about a Pac-Man game, and then we go back further than that to, I don't know, something with lines and balls going around. Uh, Cat and Mouse. Cat and Mouse. Hey, Cat and Mouse. What the hell year did that come out? That was uh, by our buddy um, Ralph Bear. Created that as one of the Odyssey 1 games. Cat and Mouse. It was, of course, one cube that chased another cube. And uh, you put the overlay of a house over it. Yeah, I believe that was 72. I know it was early 70s. So there you go. 73, somewhere in there. Yeah. That's so something to go with. That's, that's a precursor to Pac-Man because you had to stay within the lines of the house. That's a screen on top of you. Of course, you just had to do it the honorably stay within the lines of the house. When you went over top of the other block and you had it right on paper that you, you scored one point. Keep your pencil handy when you play the odyssey one keep your little brother there to keep tabs and just punch him if he uh, starts right not giving you and the right stay score. within the lines of that house it's an honor system with these games but not so with pac-man pac-man everybody hopefully you've played pac-man you may have heard of this yellow fellow with ghosts he's got ghosts he drinks coffee he gives a thumbs up when he's at his coffee uh, there's a ghost in it and, and i swear to god that's real and now i've posted the, the images of it from Pacland. what did i say it was level four level nine something like that anyway now, then i jumped to 1982's eyes eyes by rikola you might have heard of this game eyes uh, i mentioned eyes because it's a maze game but it has shooting just like an oopa oopa he shoots Talk about Oopa Oopa. Then 1983. Now remember, Oopa Oopa, Oopa when it came out in 19. I'm going to call it Oopa Oopa. You know, sorry, too bad. I'm not going to call it Fantasy Zone: The Maze because this is Oopa Oopa's own game himself. He's not. It's not. He's not a subtitle under Fantasy Zone. He finally broke out. He's got things going on. Granted, he was doing all the work in Fantasy Zone, but he, he does all the work. And then Little Junior, even. Well, I don't know who. Wait, I don't. I got to tell you, I don't know. If Oopa, who Oopa Oopa's parent is, because you find out in Fantasy Own 2, Tears of Oopa Oopa, uh, that there's a big... Ah, oh, I spoiled it. Never mind. Just so, play those. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, uh, Bomberman 1983, because very similar. Once again, 1983, we're talking about almost four years before 1987's Oopa Oopa. I think that's the math. And 1982, you're shooting. So that's five years before Fantasy Zone, the maze. So Bomberman there. I'm sure there was a bunch of weapon-based maze games between 1982 and 1987. I just don't know of them because my drugs haven't kicked in. But uh, definitely Bomberman. Most people have burped that one, right? You've played that, right? Oh, yeah. I love Burper Man. Yeah. Then we had Oopa Oopa, Fantasy Zone The Maze, come out in 1987. That's the game we're going to be talking about today. That I must have mentioned already 16 times because we forget to mention the name of the game that we're talking about. Oftentimes when people go into some type of daze and a trance from listening to people talk so fast about nothing. And then a definite weapon-based maze game that I like to bring up every time I'm behind a mic is Bill Lambert's Combat Basketball. No, Crater Maze, 1989 by Hadi-san. Where you dig a hole and then you bury your enemies and uh, that fall into the hole. And you know that they're dead because you set up a little cross above their grave. And the grave's still fresh. 
still yeah and if they're not dead they're gonna be dead i mean oxygen's only gonna last so long really you do bury them alive it's not like you hit them over the head with your shovel they just fall in there and then you just bury them fuck you and that's, to that's think, pretty grim and here's the kicker it's a dory amon game originally before they brought it to america made him a little spaceman this was uh dory amon mike yo Daisakusen, Daisakusen, I, I, I never trusted Mikyo. that little blue fucker. Mikyo Daisakusen, yeah, Dory Heyman is a classic genre jumper as well. Of no known original genre, I believe. Yeah, Doraemon's everywhere. He's you know he's 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 got a media empire spanning across, well, mostly Japan, but we know who he is. He's the, the Hello blue, Kitty the of cat. seal things, sealy yeah. cats. Is he a cat or is he a seal or what is he? We don't know. I think he's a robot cat without oh, yeah, ears. Right. And they explain the lack of ears at some point, but um, he might be a seal. I don't know. <laughs> he looks like a cat to me. So I'm I know he's a blue robot cat guy. I know he's not a seal. I don't know why I said that. It could be a sea lion. I don't know. Might be a sea lion. He does have the uh, whiskers. And then, of course, in the year 2000 or 1999 or thereabouts, we of course, we had Puckman Pokemon Genie 2000, which we need to bring up because it has nothing to do with this, although it is Puckman and Pockyman, and you need to say that because it's funny. Now let's talk about the making mechanics behind Fantasy Zone. Fantasy Zone, you see. So we had Bomberman in 83... We didn't have Fantasy Zone until 1986 by Sega in the arcade. Fantasy Zone. Then we had Fantasy Zone 2, as I mentioned, the Tears of Opa Opa. And that happened in 1987, the same year that Fantasy Zone The Maz appeared. Native Americans called Fantasy Zone The Maze, Fantasy Zone The Corn. Galactic Protector came out in 1988, which was another genre jumper for Opa Opa to Fantasy Zone because this is a spinner game. It's sort of like Tempest without the webs. Your little Opa Opa that uh, orbits around a world because you're protecting the galactics. So first you're like around Earth and then you're around Saturn, but they're all smiley face people. The game that this is most like, Galactic Protector 1980, is most like Edmund McMillan's game Cunt. If you ever played that, Cunt. I believe you can get it in the basement collection if you're into that. That's exactly correct. And that's how I got it because I got that for free for doing the voice of Super Meat Boy. And I got bumper sticker and uh, also a t-shirt. And then after after Cunt, <laughs> now after 1988's Galactic Protector, we had Fantasy Zone Gear, you know, the adventure of Opa Opa Jr. in 1991, which was Fantasy Zone for the Game Gear. So don't try to say it's Fantasy Zone Gear. That's stupid. Number two, it's dumb. It's just Fantasy Zone. And he's not even Junior. What's Junior about him? Nothing. In fact, I think he's larger on screen than any other of the Fantasy Zone shooter games. Uh, Junior was really hungry. He just ate his way to the top there. (laughs) Super Fantasy Zone, well, as a Pac-Man, he'd go around eating eating three times for a quarter. Super Fantasy Zone came out in 1992 for the Genesis. I'll be talking about that. And Fantasy Zone would have another Pac-Man run-in. Quite recently, as recently as 2011, 2012, in answer to Pac-Man's Battle Royale, which came out in 2011, which I can only imagine this being an answer to 2011's Pac-Man Battle Royale by Namco. I said it should have been in packs. It was either a tabletop or an upright flat screen. You had four-player Pac-Man maze that's built upon a Championship Edition. Most people have played Pac-Man Championship Edition. And I think that a Pac-Man Royal Rumble... Pac-Man Rumble came out now for the newer systems that you could like play online against people. 
But in the arcade, it was just a flat screen television and then four people sat around it. And you had the championship edition elements, but then your Pac-Man eventual goal was to eat the other Pac-Mans. So in 2012, one year later, Sega released Metal Day Fantasy Zone. Why they had to go with the day, I don't know. Metal Day Fantasy Zone. Something's going on there. And this was a four-player flat-screen tabletop TV, but it brought back the play mechanics of Galactic Protector, except that instead of your dude spinning around, and I think I used a spinner ball. I I don't know because I never played it. I only saw Battle Royale, then I found out about uh, Metal Day Torrent. Uh, when I found out about this, I looked at uh, Japanese people playing this and sitting around and looked like they were in a pachinko hall. You sat there and you had a turret instead of a full globe that were towards the outer edges and the bottom uh, of the bottom and the top. It reminds me of Warlords. Remember Warlords? What time did that, what, t- what time did that come out? At like three o'clock? Oh, Warlords has been around for a very long time. I think it's exactly like that, except absolutely nothing like that. So that would be your Metal Death Fantasy Zone. Why didn't they just call it that? Fantasy Zone, Warlords, but not. That's what I would have called it. I'll tell you why they did. Because, you know, the Japanese, they like to put French words in. That, and I think Atari owns the Warlords brand. Somebody's going to buy them one day and sue you. So, right. there's that. And then my favorite bring back to Fantasy Zone, not the maze, but to Fantasy Zone, the series, was the resurrection of it in the Redux version of the Fantasy Zone 1 and 2 for your Nintendo 3DS. And this is a must-have for the classic gaming 3DSers because I even buy crap I don't like, the games I don't like that are remade into 3D, the old arcade, like Streets of Rage. I like Streets of Rage. I like Streets of Rage 2. I played Streets of Rage 3. Street for My brain is dead. How are we doing on time? 16.45. So get those. And along the way, I'm sure there were a lot of console bundles and compilations and sets and things like that as well. Do you have any make mechanics for Oppa Oppa the Maze? Not really making mechanics, but uh, since we're doing genre jumping now, mm-hmm. uh, Oppa, he likes to pop up in a lot of other stuff too. Um, Fantasy Zone, they tuck that into Arnold, Arnold, they tuck that into Arnold Palmer's Tournament Golf as a hidden thing. If you suck bad enough at golf to take 100 shots on one course and then pop in the Konami code for some reason, you <laughs> can play Fantasy Zone instead of golf because you really should be switching up your hobbies. Uh, it was a toy in Shenmue, one of the capsule toys. That's right. And, uh, it was in an anime. Sega was doing a anime series back then. There's one called Zillion, which yeah. I think they made a couple games on. But Opa Opa yeah. was like their little their mascot buddy, and then eventually he joins the team of the the White Knights. Oh, I know they took some liberties, kind of like when they jammed Game Boy into Captain and the Game Master or whatnot. <laughs> right. Oh, he was a mag in Fantasy Star Online, the original ones, not the. Uh, not Universe, or I don't think he's in two either. For the but, Dreamcast? Uh, yes, Dreamcast, and also the GameCube Episode 1 and 2 remake. And Blue oh. Burst! Uh, he was kind of a pain in the ass to get, if I remember correctly. He had to really balance your uh, feeding well and then get a special item from an event. And then you had no Boba Buddy who would nuke everything on screen once his power bar was full. Aha! Uh-huh. He's an accessory in Sonic Riders, and he is. Playable in Sega and Sonic All-Stars Racing. Not the second one, the transformed one, with Wreck-It Ralph and all the other really Mm. weird crossovers. But Mm. uh, he's the most expensive bonus character in the first Sega and Sonic Racer. Is he the car or does he drive a car himself? I'm pretty sure it's just him. (laughs) 
but now, he is might he have him? a car. We don't even know if Upa Upa's sex. We don't know. True that. Yeah. He is common. It, it's like the neutral him, as it were. Every, <laughs> the one everybody defaults to, literarily. I think Upa Upa is the masculine of the Upa name. Yeah, he, I don't know. I don't know if he's got like an Upa wife or an Upa daughter. Or maybe he's got an Opa, like an Upa 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 boyfriend. I don't know I, what's going on there. I know there's a parent. Yeah. Maybe they reproduce asexually, like they bud, and you've got like this weird oopa oopa shaped pimple, and then one day it just kind of falls off, calls you daddy, and you're like, oh crap, I gotta feed and pay for this little mucka. Oh, Which I- isn't great, because in Fantasy Zone, it's all about economic collapse in this space year 1425. That's true, that's true. And the same goes for this maze game as well. Uh, changing the, the spaceship oopa oopa into a maze game, that's not necessarily a stretch, because one of Upa's, and I can call him Upa because we're tight like that. I can call him just Upa. Uh, one distinguishing characteristic of Upa was that he had feet. <laughs> he had legs and feet. That when you went down towards the ground of the fantasy zone, you would uh, run really fast. And that was very funny to watch. Of course, you get killed almost immediately, so don't do that. But for those of you that liked to live daringly and uh, Velma and Louise around, that would be the equivalent of Velma and Louise if they were driving a spaceship that had feet. It's kind of weird. They actually left the feet out when uh, Opa Opa appeared in Muppet Babies, of all things. What? Yeah, there's an episode called uh, It's All Pretendo, and it's it starts out with Nintendo games, but then Fantasy Zone pops in. There's a TurboGrafx game in there, too. I forget which one. I think it's uh, Alex something. Keith Courage. That's it. It's Keith Courage. Thank yeah, you. because Alex Kidd was, was the mascot. That's Sega. Sega. Yeah, that's the master system. Keith Courage. But, yeah, but there's a power pad. But yeah, Gonzo, Ooh. Miss Piggy is just destroying everything in this thing. I think I remember this. I do, too. <laughs> Boy, that, that, that yeah. show sucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is the worst looking Oba Oba you'll ever see. But we were so, I remember when it came out, I was just so glad to see the Muppets back on television. It was like, okay, I'll accept fucking Muppet Babies talking like early anime overdubs. That's how horrible the voices were. Also, another similarity is the horizontal stages of Fantasy Zone. They were a continuous Mobius strip, except without the twist. You'd fly so far in one direction that you'd end up coming back to where you started. And the final plus, I think, is if you ever fought Woodpole. If you fought Woodpole, he's the first boss in Fantasy Zone Um, 2, I think. Sounds right. I think you can guess what he looks like. I'm just throwing that out there. (laughs) He's he's just a face made of wood with a nose that you try to punch. But he, he has these logs that come out. And you'll know that Upa is no stranger to traversing mazes of these maze logs that happen. It's not bullet hell, it's maze hell of logs that twist around. So those are just the elements of Fantasy Zone that would make a maze game version of it not so far of a stretch as I thought it was when I first saw Oopa Oopa. I thought, oh man, I want to add this a pack month because Oopa Oopa. I cannot think of another genre jumper like this that stays as true to the world of that character as tightly as Upa Upa ties in the Fantasy Zone series. Yeah, if anything, like it basically like they slap the uh, cat and mouse overlay, but a maze over the Opa Opa background. It's basically how it plays. Nothing seems out of place. Nothing seems too foreign, except the lack of that ugly as fuck gray status area on top of the Fantasy Zone screen. That always made me think I was playing like a, a, a four-bit game because it's just this hard, I don't know, it's not even as fancy as a bowling alley score from the 70s. It's just this big area, this gray area on top of the Fantasy Zone uh, shooting area. 
that's divided into three and it shows you know uh, how many how many dollars you have how many ships you have left some other shit maybe a map of the uh bases that you haven't destroyed yet now did you play any of the fantasy zone shooters chris uh, a little bit i'm loosely familiar it's been a while since i picked one of them up but i checked that up open for about the, like the old like the old fantasy zones just to get familiar with the character after i think fantasy star online was where i first found out about him so i was like where's this guy from Oh, he's from these Master System games that I'm not that great at. Oh, I got a little better at it. But. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, of course, I had the TG-16, so I, in America, Sega released two games for the TurboGrafx-16. In Japan, they released more. They released uh, Fantasy Zone and Space Harrier. Mm. Um, and the PC Engine, as far as Hue cards go, just off the top of my head, I know they released Power Drift, which I fucking love Power Drift because it has those fake 3D type of drive. And you're, you're a chibi character sitting in this little go-kart. Wow, this is way before Mario Kart and everything else. And it moves the entire track around by just, you know, moving these logs of pixels towards you. And I love that shit. I love when that happens, like in... Um, a lot of the early racers and Radmobile was uh, the, the final game to use that type of thing, but they just move these giant pixels towards you. Yeah. Uh, Space Harrier did that and everything else. Uh, and then, of course, they had some. I, the one that pops right in my mind is it's uh, fucking uh, Golden Axe. Oh, Golden Ass. That was only a PC engine and that was um, on a CD. So you had this great backstory that nobody knew about you know these demons murdering babies and everything else but then the game would play it was only one player and a oh, character God. yeah and a character looked you're playing on a 25 inch television he looked like he was a half inch tall so yeah it was pretty terrible and the sounds weren't even and nothing was as good and and that's the whole thing when sega released these games for the turbo graphics pc engine they were just trying to be pushed to be a little bit better than the Famicom NES version. The Turbo version didn't receive anywhere close to the effort that was put into like the Genesis Mega Drive version. Now that I think about it, they treated the, the Turbo Engine 16. I'm going to call it the Turbo Engine 16 because I'm tired of saying TurboGrafx 16 PC Engine. I think Sega treated the TE16 like the Sega Master System because on the Master System, you had Space Harrier, and on the T-16, you had Space Harrier. And then on the Jenny, they had the Super Space Harrier. On the T-16 and the Master System, you had Fantasy Zone. And on the Jenny, you had Super Fantasy Zone. It's kind of funny because Super Nintendo used all the Super E's up, but the Genesis used Super as well before Super Nintendo came out. Or the Super Famicom, I guess. Yeah, they should have registered that sooner. Then we would have gotten like the Ultra Famicom or something. And then the Ultra 64 which they dropped the Ultra in right. the US, would never have happened. Or, well, the system would have happened, but they would have had an even dumber name. <laughs> I don't know. I liked Ultra 64. I kind of liked it, just because, especially since you're coming hot off the, the Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Battle Royale, you know. Yeah. Sega does what Nintendo and all that. Right, right. Everybody at everybody's throats. You want to be Ultra. You want to be all up in the grill. Meanwhile, Sega drops the Saturn. Like, okay, it's, but it's got rings and good fighting games. Okay. <laughs> And uh, uh, who, uh, we don't want to go down that road. But I do want to mention, since I'm thinking about Turbo Graphics and I'm thinking about Master System, I do want to mention East. East. Wanderers oh, from yeah. East is good stuff. And it's good. Uh, it's good. The Turbo C came out for Turbo CD uh, and also came out for the uh, Master System. Like I said, the first one was East Vanished or 
Vanished Omens, something like that. I can't recall. It was by Falcom. I recommend picking up the Turbo CD version because it has East 1 and East 2 and really fun uh, cutscenes, really beautiful. It's surprising, though, when I look at the Master System's initial the title screen, the turbo graphics and the message, they're pretty close on that title screen, except that then the turbo does all this type of sparkly shit that happens and all this other stuff. And I don't like to say that the that the my TE-16 is anywhere close to the quality that came out from those 8-bit systems. Mine's 8, but it's 2-8, so that happens. There's a 16-bit graphic processor, but only an 8-bit engine, so it's the TE-16. Shut up, everybody. That came out in the United States, and that's pretty good. And, and boy, once you beat the first one and you go on a second one, it, I don't know, there's some feeling about that. So I really recommend you try to pick that up. I think I know it came out for the uh, the Wii Virtual Console and maybe, you know, some other Virtual Console happening. I don't know these things. Yeah, I think they were trying to get PC re-releases or redos or something. I'm not entirely sure what the status of that is. And Falcom, there were seven Eases. Uh, and change, because they're still cranking them out left, uh, not okay. left and right, but here and there. Uh, yeah. And they're all pretty good. Plus, uh, Falcom Sound Team is one of the best audio teams in video games. Right on, Like, yeah. great music. Uh, it was actually kind of weird that uh, East 3, they had different soundtracks <laughs> yeah. on uh, the SNES and the Genesis. And they're both good. And you can pick one that you like more, and then you can get in a fight, and it's a good time. Maybe you mean East 4. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was East 3 Wanderers from East that had uh, the different soundtracks. Oh, I see what you're saying. Just different soundtracks. Yeah, and we, yeah same we, game, but different soundtracks. I think the gameplay is a little different on the Genesis 2, but it's pretty much the same thing. Very Zelda 2 side-scrolling. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Whooping. Yeah. You, that came to America. East 3 came to America. Wanderers from East, a side-scrolling post-it stamp. When I mentioned about the anime dubs, this had the worst English voice acting ever on East 3 for the TurboGrafx, for the TE-16. Um, it was unbearable. Shove a lead pipe in your ears. I mean, it was horrible. Yep, then throw your ears off a roof because right. you, you got to finish the, finish the combo. It's over, man. When I think about that, I, I mean, of course I played it, and then, but then you'd have to import. If you want to go to four, if you want to go past three, you'd have to import from Japan. And four for the TurboGrafx-16 was Dawn of East, which was like a prequel to three. And this is what I was thinking about with the with the uh, Famicom, Super Famicom. Bizarrely, East 4, Mask of the Sun, came out for the Famicom, and they were totally different games. Yeah, I don't know if they ever tied those together in the lore or what, because I know there's anime series backing at least uh -huh. half of the storyline. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have that. Uh, and that's way off topic, but I really wanted to mention about East. If you want to experience a different type of bump-and-hit action role-playing game, be ready to grind a little bit as well but this is uh, something that i think you should experience is this uh, different type of play mechanic uh, but uh, very good uh, you know what it's a lot of trope shit by now but <laughs> when i first played it i was uh, very smitten by it so it's it's still pretty solid it, it holds up it's definitely again it, it inspired a lot and you can see where things are going but Right on. It, it's it's definitely worth playing, and again, it's a treat to your ears, except for the dub. <laughs> yeah, Which, thankfully, you don't have to deal with on the Super Nintendo and Genesis versions of East right. Three because right. they ain't got room for words. Right I don't on. think I don't know if the written translation is all that great, but eh. and and you know what? If you go by written translations, then you might have some fan translations. 
So let's talk about Oopa Oopa and Amaze. Uh, same tunes. I'm gonna I'm gonna just run down a comparison, and we'll talk about it a little bit. Uh, fortunately, the show's already over. Same songs, same sounds going on in both Fantasy Zone and the Maze. You go around a maze collecting money. Some coins are larger than the others, and you will see. I'm pretty sure all of the guns or the parts from Fantasy Zone dispersed in these little tiny circles that are around your maze. Unlike Fantasy Zone, there are no shops, but what happens instead is when you're, you'll see these circles around your maze, and as you pick up enough money, the parts that you could afford with the money you have will appear in these little circles. Like, let's say in the lower left, you have a circle, you start out, hey, what do you know, Big Wing appears down in the bottom, now you can go down there, pick up Big Wing, and now you can go faster. And the same thing that happens with all the other guns, parts, and etc. that you normally see, like twin shot, uh, wide beam, and then there was one that's uh, full power, and that's when you're the invincible waka waka blue ghost type of thing. You just go around and go through everything. Yep. It's um, also kind of nice that the circles, they're very polite salespeople. You probably saw them, they're like, thank you. <laughs> they do say thank you. <laughs> they do say thank you, even though they're not a shop. The circles are, are thanking you. Because I get, I get, you're giving the circles money. So there you go. And then uh, later on in the later levels, there are some like extra power-ups that appear as well. It's like screen freeze and um, missiles and I think like that. Those I can only remember those from memory. Uh, oh, That's one of the, most of them anyway. There's only like six or seven of them. And one of the extra power-ups that, that I didn't get to. I've been playing it for like the past two months. I couldn't get past level five. But I remember back when I was interested enough to... <laughs> continue try to continue on these time this game uh you had the 16 ton you had the 16 ton weight that would oh, fall yeah, yeah, yeah. above your character just like in the um, regular shooter the enemies do not fire back in a maze game how the enemy system works is a pretty cool adaptation your oopa crawls around the maze collecting these coins and the enemy bases belong to us they're floating around the maze as well and if you know what the bases are they're the things that you shoot at that you have to clear from the levels or the worlds or what have you in the regular fantasy zone games you shoot down these big bases they take a lot of shots and the bases spawn these other ships that come out and shoot at you well and here they don't shoot at you but what happens is as these bases go around and these bases if you try if you pick up a gun with your oopa oopa and you try to shoot these bases they take a lot of shots before they get killed and then have to respawn and everything respawns from the middle and there's this so this little middle circle that begins to fill up with red and if it reaches becomes full red it shoots out these sparklers to all the bases that are around the screen and then the bases ploop out these little baby ships that the baby ships they don't shoot at you but they they're very quick and they swarm you and they try to kill you and they're very annoying Fortunately, they only take one shot to kill. So if you have a gun, uh, you, you'll be in pretty good shape. But because of the amount of them, they could be pretty annoying. Yeah, I, I like that you could actually you could stop the red bar by driving over the base deployment circle. Right on. I, th I thought it was a cool mechanic. You could, you know, keep things under control. So you make all the money dollars and you buy some fat loot and just wide beam the shit out of everything. Right. As the red circle f fills up, not only are the, the circles polite, but the circle will say, Touch this spot. <laughs> sort of like the pull my finger of uh, video games. I was scared to actually touch that spot. But when I did, I saw that, the, you know, everything cools down. It's sort of like when you're overheating, you know. Touch this spot and I'll start purring for you. 
each stage that you defeat will have you flying to the new new next stage like you mentioned it's sort of like they just took the world and they plopped the maze on top of it and that's how you fly there you fly there and then it also tell you what parts will be available on that stage and how much they will cost you i know there's no warp zone there used to be there was warp zones in in fantasy zone 2 uh, some things would turn like into black holes instead of shops but uh, they don't have anything in there and this is yeah the remember. closest you're going to get are the side pipes kind of like with pac-man where right you on. go one side pop out the other one yep but then again i don't think anyone has ever beaten this game so maybe there are warp areas i I, I, so I've never seen hard. anyone go past level five. You're not the only one. <laughs> this game is so hard. Well, I got past it, but, you know, back in the day. I can't remember if it came out for the Saturn or, or what. It was on one of these compilations, and then I was able to, to uh, do better at it. I still never beat it. I don't know what happened. Maybe something really incredible happens at the end, but I, got, I don't know how many. I think I got to maybe three or four bonus levels there's these bonus levels that will occur and you've seen this before you'll be in a maze it'll show you some pieces on a maze and then you have limited field of vision just a little circle around you i think they did that in uh, donkey kong uh, for the game boy i think that happened in one of the levels i don't know it happens in a lot of games you have just like a limited field of vision and you try to go around and, and find this shit that's uh, scattered about no did yeah that? are they on a time limit too or something like that yeah and then you're on a time limit yeah, it's just so points. you're trying to remember where everything is that they showed you and get all the goods. Right on. And I think that's about it with this game as far as it goes. Yeah, pretty much. I, I do like that not all the mazes. It wasn't just straight, like, straight up path mazes. There's some that are more open, which makes you more open to enemy ships if they are right. flying around. But it's just money stacked everywhere. And it forces you to switch up your strategy and whatnot as you're flying around, trying to figure out what's the optimal route to load up on money dollars and pick up the wide beam and shoot everything. Speaking of level five and speaking of wide open areas without maze around you, that's why most people don't get past level five. And that's why I didn't get past level five is because there are places that don't have a maze around them. So you're sort of like the light cycles of Tron or Snake or whatever game you want to uh, call that type of, um, oh, uh, what, was the, what was the good one for the... Um, and television uh foobar no not foobar the other word <laughs> snafu. snafu yeah snafu yeah. so you know it's sort of like that you have to try to turn on a dime or on a coin of some type of dollar value and you don't know where your enemies are going to go because it's just this wide open fucking area so that's why it's very hard to clear those levels and the biggest issue with here with this is the lack of a four-way joystick really hurts any maze game when you're using an eight-way joystick, or then they call it 16-way joysticks, there's a lot of misfires in directions that you want to be going. When you just have the four-way, you know, you bang down, you bang right. And if you're enough right, you'll go right. If you're enough down, you'll go down. So that's why the clearing those levels in the arcade was easier than me emulating on my twin sticks. And I'm sure on a gamepad. I mentioned it a long while back, but the Neo Geo Pocket was the only system that I know of that addressed this issue it was either pac-man or crush roller that came with this little ring and you'd put this ring about around your thumbstick and it would only allow for four directions Ooh, that's really handy and actually you, yeah you could use it both on crush roller and on uh, and pac-man or you use it on anything and then you lose <laughs> try to do a sweep move or something oh yeah it'd but, be great for uh the fighting games <laughs> yes totally <laughs> 
Maybe for Fighting Street, uh, the first Street Fighter that came out for the Turbo Graphics, because I remember, I remember looking at it, say, oh, you could throw a fireball by doing this in my instructions, and I called up the, you know, I used to call it Turbo. Ah, that's how I found out about a crater maze, crater maze, and continue to call it Pac-Man with a with a weapon, because I would bother the Turbo Graphics people out in California constantly, calling, hey, what, what read me down the games that are coming out soon. And they'd have to read me all the games, and I said, "Oh, what? What's that one like? What's that one like?" So I can't even remember what game we we're talking about, but I—that's how it was mentioned then. <laughs> we went from Fighting Street to Crater Maze. Oh yes, yes, yes. So he's saying, "I can't, I can't even fucking do this." He goes, "You know, turn, turn on the turbo button, automatic shooting and stuff like that." Yeah. And then, and then try to. You have to really hit weird because I was trying to do the uppercut. You know, and that's like the most challenging one when you first start playing Street Fighter or any other game. You got to, you know, over it and down and then sweep. Once I turned the turbo button on, for some reason, when I mashed the joystick around, it was able to work. But outside of there, it was very difficult. But who wants to play Fighting Street anyway? Me! I do, because the sound is awesome. And it's a game that I played for four months before Monster Lair came out. And then that was another game for another four months until some more CD games came out from my TE-16 CD. Memories <laughs> yeah. and, of Fighting Street. And it doesn't matter, because when my friends came over and they heard this music coming out of my giant Serum Vegas out of a video game, they're like, holy shit! And anyway, <laughs> it was this amazing, really great, uh, studio quality music and yeah, old synthesizers and stuff but then uh, then you know the music would stop and I'd go okay but I'm thinking six bit sampling it was a floating six uh sampling of um of speech nice so that's what hurts it is the the lack of the the four-way arcade now some of the build your own arcade sticks will allow you to change from eight to four by turning a little wheel at the base of the joystick i have the x arcade which it's either four or eight disassembly required and then you can turn the little knob to be either four or eight so uh unless you have a flip lid and and you know want to do that type of thing uh, you know, that, that that could work i can make the lid flip i would have to probably extend some of the wires who cares as finely tuned as this mashup is the attention to bringing fantasy zone to pac-man land to me it really isn't that fun yeah, it's basically a great metaphor for getting a job in the real world and trying to make that money. It's painful <laughs> and suffering, and then you die because a giant base shows up and murders the crap out of you. But they did, they put so much work into it. Like I said, I didn't get past level five in these, in these past two months of play, and it's because I just, it just didn't, didn't hook me, man. I My best care. guess is they had issues like playtesting-wise. They were getting better at the game as they were testing it out, and they didn't dial it back for the average consumer. That happens yeah. now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when I would call the TurboGrafx people up because then I'd interrupt them and then they'd have to make Bravo Man. Bravo, 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 Bravo. Oh, Bravo Man. I love Bravo Man. Why the fuck you have to say Bravo every time you stretch something? Oh, my God. It made me want to shove a lead pipe in my ear and then throw my ears off a roof. Seriously, it's like it was like a Pokemon before we had the Pokemans. <laughs> I walked out on that movie. I think I've told you that before. I just could not stand it. 
I, I couldn't stand it. Rock, rock, rock. I don't know the I don't know the Pokemon's names. Rock with arms. Rock with arms. <laughs> That's all he would say. Like I, I would I would God. actually pay to watch a literal interpretation of Pokemon dub. Like I'd just say what they look like. <laughs> little rat. Little rat. Electric rat. Little rat. Firetail fox. Firetail fox. Fat sleepy cat. <laughs> Indeed. I, I almost walked out on Wally. If Chiz wasn't with me and, and she didn't like it uh, as much as she did, I would have walked out on that because Wally, 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 Wally. I was like, oh my God, fucking having f- fucking Pokemon movie flashbacks. I thought this is going to be so cool. Pokemon, I'm going to watch it in the theater. I'm watching a Japanese anime in the actual theater. This is going to be so cool. And then it was that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And all the and then, like if they put that behind the main movie, you probably could have got like the the, the main movie that you know, everybody's at least the there are human characters talking about stuff, but no, they had to put the little bump, <laughs> Pikachu going to camp or punching. I don't know what the hell he was doing in the first one. I've seen all of them, well, all of the short ones anyway. Oh my! So they they're all a mess to me. Right on. Now if Oopa Oopa was a game was a if Oopa Oopa was a game that was good now if it was a movie instead of being talking about the movies talking about going to the movies and walking out on a movie what would the tag like the tagline for Pokemon was you want to shove a lead pipe in your ears and throw your ears off a roof after you're listening to this Pokemon movie what would be the tagline the byline of Oopa Oopa if it was a movie all right my movie tagline for Oopa Oopa or Fantasies on the Maze is Oopa Oopa Fuck bases, make money. Yeah, yeah. Mine's. I didn't think of it. Why? I never. Th- I, I make this shit up, and then I don't think of them. I put things in play, and then don't do them myself. Do as I say, not as I do, friends. Uh, let's see. Oopa oopa. Hmm. Oopa oopa. It could have been so good, but it was poopa poopa. I like it. I like it. I don't think you would go see. You would go see. You would go see that. But uh, I'd wait for the Netflix release, probably. Right. Exactly. Maybe rent it on Amazon Video or some other nonsense. But we are not again, sponsored by Amazon Video. No, we are not. But uh, I do have an Amazon account that you could buy off of, and I get kickbacks from that. But I don't post it anywhere, so uh, there you have that. Yeah. Now, if you were hanging out in the uh, the movie theater arcade beforehand, how far do you think you get on one slug on this? Five. Level five. That was that would be it. Oh, uh, yeah. I think I topped out at two. I had to watch some other people play to see the other levels to see the more open ones. Well, fortunately, your arcade has Oopa Oopa Fantasy Zone the Maze, so you could do that. Oh, yeah. And now here's T.T. Schmookins with next week's We Talk Games Arcade Weekly Arcade Game Video Audio Clue for Video of the Game that we're going to talk about then. We shall see. Hello. I am Titty Scrootkins. Here is next week's We Talk Games, Video Power Magazine, Arcade Weekly, Arcade Game Audio Clue. Good luck, dudes. Alright man, what's your clue for next week's game? Waka 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 pack month. My clue for next week's game is we all float down here. 
Oh, what's the matter? Um, let's see. My clue is going to be... I shanananali want to play this game. Nerd, I agree well with that. Nerly. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I could. I don't know. I lost where I was. Drugs are starting to kick in, but not, not well enough. Hey, I hope that you liked our show today. We went really long, thanks to Milton fucking everything up. And, uh, and talk about, of course... <laughs> The TE-16, because why not? Okay, everybody. Hey, uh, thanks, uh, Nico Bun. Thanks to me. Thanks to Milton. Thanks to 4M. You see 4Minute hitting it big in the, in the YouTube world. So they actually, 4Minute Hate was actually on uh, Sirius Radio. Drive around listening to that. Damn. And I was watching, do you ever see this show Lucifer? No, actually, I have not. Well, Let's feel free it, to keep talking about it. It's it's based on a, a DC comic, much like uh, uh, the, oh, I Zombie. I Zombie's based on a comic, and so is Stan Lee's Lucky Man. Lucky Man, that's what it was. Lucky Man, Second Chance. I don't think that was a comic. So now that we're all over the place, <laughs> Lisa German is that her name? Something German. Lisa uh, Germain. No, well, I don't know. I call her. I I did a whole show about her called fake fantasy news it was a podcast uh, she used to be on a chicago fire anyway her she's in this uh this lucifer show show she's a detective and lucifer and you know they go around solving crimes yeah. okay i think i remember seeing teasers for it i didn't realize that it had already dropped yeah it's out, i think it's like out to five episodes or six episodes already but yes. uh, i was watching it and right there cl the mengbu um uh, what the, what's the english uh, name of that anyway it was cl from 21 her song was right the, right at the top right in a cold opening and so i took a poop and it was awesome so yeah k-pop happening all over up and down the coast yeah, there's your pro tip. Uh, if you like K-pop, be on the toilet when you watch Lucifer. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, that's a fucking great song, too. I wish I could think of the fucking name. Anyway, I uh, hope that you like us. Bye-bye.
Feel the bass go.